Hi everyone, I want to begin today's episode by apologizing because there should have been an episode last week. I'm not sure why that did not happen. Uh, an episode was recorded, but for some reason, perhaps technical, it didn't seem to go out. So you are owed an episode and that's something I'm conscious of. This week, I want to share some good news with you on a positive note. And it's the fact that my first book has been published and I'm really proud of it. But more importantly, I realize that it's taught me a couple of things. I want to share in this week's episode five things that I've learned from publishing my first book. And I think these observations are going to help you too. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, my name is Mark. It's my pleasure every Thursday, without fail, to host an episode of this podcast, The Training Business Podcast. Who is this for? Well, it's for you and me, people like you and me, people who are experts, we're consultants, we are trainers, we're coaches, we're facilitators, we're people who make a living from either part-time or full-time from helping people with our programs, our workshops, our expertise, and of course, selling them to people who want to buy them. So if you're at the beginning of this journey, in the middle of this journey, or thinking of starting this journey, this is the show for you. Some weeks we have guests on the show, sometimes it's just you and I, and today is one of those instances. And I said before the music, uh, well, a couple of things. In fact, first of all, I want to extend my apologies because it's unusual for us to miss an episode. In fact, it hasn't happened for nearly 200 episodes, so I'm a bit disappointed about that. Um, you are owed an episode, but um, I also mentioned the fact that I've published a book, and that's really important because it's something that I'm conscious I've not done until now. And I've had many, many authors over the years on this podcast. I've been conscious that I'm interviewing people who have written books, but I've not written a book. And I thought, isn't it time I did the thing that I'm actually talking to other people about? So I've gone and done that. It's taken the bones of 2.5 years, two and a half years. And I've learned loads. Every single mistake under the sun I've made and um, today I want to share with you a couple of observations, specifically five things that I've learned from publishing my first book that I think will help you on that journey. And I think it's a rewarding journey, having completed that journey. In fact, I'm thinking now of starting that journey again and writing a second book, but that's the subject of a different episode. So the book is called Sales Coaching Essentials. I'm someone who is both a an accredited coach and an accredited trainer. There are differences between those two approaches. Mentoring, coaching, and training are all different interventions. And we're also conscious, of course, of the impact of those interventions. But I didn't write the book just to talk about a subject. To be honest, this is the Training Business Podcast, so it's about using it to attract business. And that's one of the motivations behind writing the book. Now, of course, I wanted to achieve this because it means something to me personally. And I would imagine that when and if you write a book, you'll feel that same sense of accomplishment. 
So today I want to talk about those things specifically, five things that I've learned from publishing my first book, and I'm not using this in any way to promote myself. I'm simply using this to share with you what I think I've learned, and I think these are things which will help you. The book is 289 pages. Um, it could be shorter, but the way I wrote this is reflective of the way that I think people consume content these days. Not huge amounts of text, but lots of action points in the book, call-outs, areas where people can write things down, make notes, links to resources online, not just content offline. So the first thing is that I think I feel now that people have a different view of me, and I'm again thinking of this in terms of how this will help you, of course. It changes how you're perceived because you're an author now. This is something which can go on your LinkedIn profile. Um, when you approach other speakers, you are an author. You're not just someone who has an opinion on things. This opinion has been transmogrified or translated into something which is really, uh, really tangible. Many, many people will fancy the idea of writing a book, but will talk about it, but not do it. So I think this sets you apart. If you and when you write a book, it does change how you're perceived. You become someone who can talk to other authors on equal terms because you've shared some experience with them. And it also, I think, separates you from people who aren't really um, credible. That's often the accusation leveled at trainers, I know, because people have said, well, you know, you, you're talking about this, but what, what gives you the credibility to stand in front of us or a group of people or approach a company and say that you are an expert on a subject? Now, I don't use that word expert, or if I do, it's, it's slipped out. I tend not to use it when I'm consciously avoiding that word because I think that sets people up for trouble. I will happily let other people introduce me as an expert if they feel that is the case, if I've deserved that. And I think that's often what happens in publishing. People are willing to say you're an expert because you've written a book. It stands to reason. Whatever that is to you, it does change how you're perceived. The second thing today is that it opens doors. This is, again, not just conjecture. This is actually happening right now. I've been approached by three magazines. I've been approached by at least one radio station. I completed a radio interview at the weekend. I did not do a very good job, I have to say. Um, people who listened said it went well. I don't think it went well. I was conscious that I could have done more. But at least I've done it, and I think now I'm looking forward to more radio interviews. The fact that I've been on one, in fact, I've been on others in the past, it again re really helps you to build that portfolio of credibility. It opens doors. It's now possible to approach speaker agencies and command some kind of fee, however small. Now, if you write a second book and a third book, and they are bestsellers, again, you're lifting your profile and opening bigger and more important doors. I've been approached by several blogs, and now I've also been approached by two podcasts. In fact, I'm being interviewed on one on Thursday this week, the day that this episode comes out. So having a podcast is great. It, it's helped me to connect with people like you, and I thank you again for your listenership and loyalty over the years. But it also, I think it also just makes you more attractive as a guest on a show, because there's something that 
they can talk to you about. It's the fact that you've got something that's topical, it's new, it's refreshing, you have a perspective that perhaps has not been heard before, and often a book is very attractive to magazines, to shows, to uh, conferences, to agencies, and of course to podcasts because it's something that they can share with their audience. It gives them uh, credibility by having someone on the show that's done something like writing a book. And this is exactly what's happening to me right now. And I think this will happen to you if you go down this path. So a lot of the time, I've been trying to chase some of these outlets, radio stations, you know, trying to convince someone to have you on the show. Well, where's the proof that you're worthwhile having on the show? Well, now I have that thing. Or approaching podcasts, And again, people might say, well, what's your angle? What is your credibility? What have you done? Who says that you know your subject? Again, you can take out the book. It's very impressive, actually, to to look at something and realize that thing is me. That thing has got my name on it. Again, not from an ego perspective, but from a credibility perspective. I can hand this to people at a training session uh, at a conference, I can. I did actually for fun. I left one in a local supermarket today. I had some uh, reprints which I got free from the publisher, and I've started to drop them in different places. I've sent them out in the post. Two went out today to people, and I think that when they open up this parcel and my name is on it and it's been signed by me, that really does help to give a connection point between me and someone else. So it. A couple of copies have gone to radio producers, to journalists, etc. And it's a sheaf of pages. It's a bunch of pages wrapped up in some kind of cover. But it really does open doors. It, it just gives people things to talk to you about. In fact, it often is talking about you when you're not there. So if someone comes across it, they've not met you, but all of a sudden they read something you've written and now they're chasing you. They're, they're looking to speak to you because, again, you're an author. It, 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 it is opening doors. And I, I've actually now begun to think that there are things I hadn't dre- dreamt of doing that I can now start to do. I can now start to approach PR agencies. They've got something they can promote me with. Um, I can produce, co- I can a- a contact content producers. I've got some big ideas, which I'll not talk about this time. Hopefully they'll come to fruition and I'll share those with you as they develop. But it's opening doors and also opening things at a level I didn't think were possible. And I'm beginning to see this now. People are contacting me, asking me things proactively rather than my having to chase them. The third thing is that when you write a book, it's going to give you a whole stable or treasure chest of content that can be repurposed. From a book could come tweets, you could develop a program, you can develop your keynotes, which companies often like. There are award ceremonies out there. It's very prestigious to some to have an author speak to their company meeting or their away day, their retreat, um, their, let's say, town, you know, events, company events, offsites. And a lot of agencies find it hard to, you know, share new content. And if you've got something which is new, this gives them an angle on their competition. They're looking for people like you. And when you've got a book, you can begin to produce LinkedIn posts. And I've hired someone in the last two weeks in London, and all she does is read 
parts of my book and turn them into LinkedIn posts. And you'll see that, of course, if you follow me on LinkedIn. I'm not doing that. I've given her some models, but she said to me, literally, she said her head is spinning because she sees so many content repurposing possibilities from this book. Of course, that's music to my ears. And I'm thinking, I hope this is something which will happen to you too. You can produce something like a book and this almost produces or gives birth to then other possibilities, keynotes, uh, conference talks, programs, workshops. Someone who is a specialist in content repurposing, and I found an agency today, I'll tell you about them when I speak to them next, that will be the subject of a future episode. They are delighted when they've got something like this because this then gives them all that uh, content that they can produce on your behalf. Again, on tweets, in, in LinkedIn, on Facebook, all these different platforms. You don't have to write very much to produce uh, repurposed content or repurposable content. But when you write a book, it, it makes it easy for people you hire to do this, to do this on your behalf. The fourth thing today and this is huge, is that this will boost your confidence. It's boosted my confidence. I now feel more credible when I can say I'm an author. I feel more credible when I I begin a training session by referring to the book that I've written. It does change how people perceive you, and you also feel good about this. You can sometimes observe that people react to you differently because, let's say you run a workshop without being an author. And the next time you run that workshop, lifting the book, having a copy in people's hands, you can see the smile on their faces. You can see a different reaction to you. And this also boosts your confidence. You feel that you've done something major with your life, in your life. It's a marker. It's a milestone. And it's not necessarily to make you feel more important than other people, but it does make you feel important among other people. You will find that when you begin a workshop or a training session, uh, you give a keynote, you approach prospects for the first time, you contact companies trying to get in the door. The fact that you're an author makes you feel, you know, a bit more confident. It makes you feel like you sound more confident. You you are an expert or you you can say that you're an expert because you've done something which you can happily pop in the mail. And I've done this just for a laugh today. I popped one in the mail to a company to see what will happen. And I don't know what will happen, but I think it will change the conversation equation when I contact that company. So I'll let you know how these experiments go. This is a learning curve for me as I'm finding new um, advantages or payoffs from the book and getting it out there. I will share those with you and I'd love to hear your feedback as well. So it is a huge marker in your life if you've done this. It does not have to be a monstrous novel. We're not talking about creating um, fiction here. This is non-fiction. This is a category in itself. Amazon has specific subcategories within uh, non-fiction. And my book, as of this afternoon, Tuesday, 17th of May, for one hour or thereabouts, was a bestseller on Amazon, Amazon Amazon.com. And my publisher said, this actually gives me the right to say it's an Amazon bestseller because it was number one in its category. It's now number two again this evening. It could be number one again tomorrow. I don't know. It's based upon sales. And because it's an algorithm that um, runs how Amazon, uh, you know, categorizes and 
tracks sales, it could change. I don't know. But obviously, the more people you can drive to your uh, listing on LinkedIn or your national, uh, uh, I would say, Amazon website through LinkedIn, I should say, promoting it on LinkedIn, but getting it to Amazon, you can make money from the book. Now, most people will not make money from a book and publishing companies will tell you this. Very few books actually make money. They might cover costs, but it's not about making money from the book. It's about making money with the book. And this brings me to number five today, which is the fact that I've begun to notice I'm now attracting business opportunities. This book isn't just a book. It's a giant lead magnet. Or as someone said to me a couple of years ago, it's a $25 business card. Now, as I look at the, the book here, um, it's actually $23.99 or £15.99. I haven't got the euro price here. That's on the back of the book. I decided not to go with the self-publishing model for the simple reason that that's something I think you can do, one can do down the line when you understand the process. But there's a lot at stake here. You want to make your book uh, right first time. And that inquires or requires, I should say, other people's input, developmental editors, copy editors, line editors, um, marketers, um, book format designers, book cover designers. At least seven or eight people were involved in the production of this book, possibly more. And I worked with a company. In fact, if you listen to an episode of the Training Business podcast from November 2020, you'll hear me speak with... Alison Jones of Practical Inspiration Publishing. That's the company I went with. And Alison in that episode explains about explains all about her model, the hybrid model uh, or partnership model that her business uses or follows with nonfiction authors. The next time I may do something differently, my plan right now is to, to write a second book, but that will not be coming out until 2023. It's surprising how long it takes to get that manuscript to a point where it's uh, it can be passed to a publishing company. If you go with a, a publishing deal where it's traditional publishing, you tend to lose a lot of control, or so I've been told. In fact, I was warned off that some people said they wrote the book, but everything was out of their hands, and they kind of resented that. So this model I've gone with, I'm happy I've gone with that because the parts that I don't know about are in the hands of professionals, getting at an ISBN number. That's a, a number that books have, think of it like a barcode, internationally recognized barcode, international series, or, you know, book number. Um, that's something that uh, would be difficult for me to do on my own. Um, and also the book company will have agents in different territories, Australia, North America, EMEA, and, uh, and so on. And that's not something I know either. And then also the part of proofreading, developmental copy editing, that's something I don't know about either. I've learned about it now. Or even um, book positioning, media outlets, uh, working with PR companies, all of that stuff I've done something of or something with in the past, but nothing to the level of expertise required. So there are instances where you'll say, I don't want to go down the route or route of... Um, doing it myself because there are risks. And something else, by the way, people have said to me is that often a lot of self-published books have errors in them. And I, I can say that's true. I've read a couple of self-published books in the last two years, and I found that irritating, the fact that there are contradictions, uh, inconsistencies, misspellings, 
grammatical, syntactical errors. If you're a bit analytical like me, you'll, you might find yourself being irritated by those things, particularly if you've bought a book. And what I've researched, one of the first things I did before writing the book was to go to Amazon and look at feedback reviews from people who, who were reviewing books in my category, which is sales and selling and sales management, one of the categories I'm in on Amazon. And quite a few of the comments were from people who were disappointed or annoyed that these errors and mistakes had crept into the finished product, which they'd paid for. I don't want that. You don't want that. So that's something to think about. That's one of the lessons I've learned. It's that I've surrendered the parts that I'm not good at to experts who are good at those things. And I'm glad I made that decision. If I'd gone the other extreme where everyone controls the the output, I would have had no say in that book. So this model I've gone with, I'm quite happy with, and I think I'll repeat. So this this fifth thing today is the fact that this thing you have written or will write when you come to write your book, and it's what I've learned myself, is that now the book itself is just paper, but it represents something. It is a giant lead magnet. I can begin to send this out to companies and I can begin to approach departments within companies and position myself with the people in those companies and justifiably say that there's something I can help them with. I can send them a copy of the book. It costs postage only, postage and packaging. The publishing company I'm working with right now has given me a hundred copies um, as part of the deal. They're sitting downstairs in boxes and I can send them out. I can give them away to people as I wish. And this is wonderful. When you can go into a training session, send them through the post to a prospect, it does change the dynamic. And that's something that's happened already. So these are five things I think I would like to share with you. And that's what I'm doing today. If you've not yet convinced yourself that you can create a book, I'm here to tell you, you can. Two, three years ago, I was going for long, long walks by the river here locally, semi-depressed because I could not see how on earth I was going to get to the point where I would have something with a price tag and a cover on a store like Amazon or the Guardian bookstore or the Telegraph bookstore, or Foils, or Book Depository, or Barnes & Noble. I couldn't see the roadmap to get there. And even though I listened to some great podcast episodes and looked at some articles and even looked at a course, I just couldn't connect the dots. And it's so depressing when you don't think you can do it. You feel it's it's so far away, it's just impossible. I think if anyone, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Because you know, it, it really, I know what it's like to just doubt myself and think, I'm not an author. I can't do this. Who am I to write a book? And no doubt that's going through your mind or has gone through your mind at some point. It should not hold you back. A, a page is that step, that step on, on the journey of a thousand steps. And over the course of a couple of years, with help from other people, with some valuable feedback, with valuable feedback, you will begin to realize this thing can come together. A page becomes a chapter or a section um, that becomes a part of a book and the parts then together make the whole. And before you know it, you have an introduction, you have someone to write a foreword and so on. So as I was actually writing things, and this is one thing I'll leave you with today, as I was writing things, I began to realize I have a voice. 
I have an opinion. I had read other books on the subject and found there were things that I was doing that other people were not doing. And sometimes that's enough to stand out. You don't have to write a book that's revolutionary. You simply have to write a book with your own voice that shares a perspective that perhaps is not available. There are stories that you can add to your book, case studies, uh, examples which no one else has because they've not lived life the way you've lived it. So there's a whole bunch of ways to make your book unique. And when you've got that draft, you can begin to get feedback. So structure is key. And then with the structure and the draft, you get some second draft feedback. And then you can begin to send this out to people whose opinion you value. And before you know it, they're giving you feedback. And those people who do give feedback to you, you can eventually approach to get testimonials or endorsements from. And that has been incredibly valuable. If you do find my book in a bookstore, uh, in the sales or business category, or you see it on Amazon, if you buy the Kindle version, for example, you will see that the first one, two, three, four pages of the book are all endorsements and testimonials from uh, CEOs, authors, vice presidents, uh, heads of sales, chief revenue officer, enterprise sales manager, manager business development Nordics, and so on and so on. And it's, it's amazing to see that next to your name. So once you've got some draft, once you've got some feedback, once you've got some helpful feedback, you can begin to approach people to endorse it, to write testimonials for it, to be willing to promote it to their companies. So you don't have to wait till the book is done. Just by having that first couple of steps under your belt, before you know it, you've got something you can show to people, share with people, get feedback from people with, and it becomes attractive in its own right. You can even begin to pre-release things in the form of, let's say, a guide or, it, or some kind of lead magnet like an article. So the book actually is really useful even before it's ever published. You can begin to use it to initiate conversations. You can begin to use it to attract prospective customers. All of this stuff is stuff that no one told me until I wrote this thing. And this is really why I wanted to share this with you today. I think within you, there is an author somewhere. It might take longer than you think. It could take shorter or less time than you think. But within you, there is an element, some objective uh, analysis. There's some opinion which no one else has. There are stories which no one else can relate. There are experiences which no one's been through. And with a little bit of help from a publishing company or some experts who can help you develop copy, develop structure, develop an idea, it actually is possible. Okay? So let me leave that with you today. I thought I'd like to share those because it's been a monumental week for me, being a bestseller on Amazon, even for a brief period of time, having, having my first couple of five-star reviews, getting thanks from people who've actually said thank you for writing this, it's helped me or it's helping me, having those conversations on LinkedIn, someone actually promoted my book on LinkedIn at the weekend, I, that had 16,000 views, I think, the last time I checked. Uh, and that's incredibly rewarding. There is so much for you, waiting for you, when you get down and start planning your book. And I encourage you to do this right now. I'm delighted I've done it. It's been a labor of love, and I've dedicated this to very special people in the book, and they'll know who they are. And without the people 
like that I would have had no air under my wings. I'm delighted. I am, to a small degree, proud of myself. Let me say that without sounding egotistical. I think you will be too. It means a lot, and I think it will mean a lot when you do it. I'll be talking to, of course, more authors on the show, the Training Business Podcast, um, because I think as authors, we've loads to share with the world. And I hope that someday you'll be among uh, other authors that I can have interviewing you, you never know, on this show. Speaking of which, there is, of course, a fresh episode of the podcast. I promise you again next week, without fail, there will be an episode. My apologies again that it seems as if last week's episode did not go out. Uh, We'll get that fixed. Uh, You're listening to this episode today, hopefully on Thursday, the 19th of May. Um, Let me know what you think. If you've got some ideas for your books or you'd like to initiate a conversation with me on LinkedIn, please do, or drop me a line, even better still. That's mark at trainingbusiness.com. Until next Thursday, when I look forward to your company again, thank you once more for your listenership. Thank you for your loyalty. Tell other people about the podcast. And please click on subscribe because it costs nothing. It takes a couple of seconds to do and means the world to me and the team. Until next Thursday, keep going. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.